This is Tipping the Galaxy with your hosts, Tony Agnello and Stephanie Hoskins. Welcome to Tipping the Galaxy. <laughs> with Stephanie Hoskins and Tony Agnello. And uh, your name? Ashley Laut. What do you do, Ashley? I am the Director of Finance Administration for the Boys and Girls Clubs of Polk County. How old are you? 25. Wow. How long have you been at Boys and Girls Club? Three and a half years. Wow. Is it right out of college? I am a senior at Southeastern currently, um, so no. Okay. But I did leave Publix to go work at the Boys and Girls Clubs. What did you do at Publix? I worked in loss prevention. Um, I worked at the corporate office, so managed like bag ac- badge access for security and assisted like the front desk uh, staff and things like that. It's pretty good. When I was 25, I was still figuring out how to drink the right way. I can't what bodies to go to. I didn't <laughs> two big high profile jobs. Where are you from? I'm from Lakeland my whole life. Okay. Let's see. Uh family. We're looking at uh what did your mom and dad do? Did you grow up poor, middle class, mm-hmm. rich? <clears throat> so my family historically is very poor. My mom has a sixth grade education my dad has a eighth grade ninth grade-ish education my dad was in prison for three years before i was born my parents are actually 10 years apart so my mom was 14 my dad was 24 he went to prison and then she turned 18 he got out of prison then they had me (laughs) um so did he go to prison because he was with a no He, he went to prison for a battery charge. Um, he had borrowed a vehicle um, from a friend. They called the police saying the vehicle was stolen. And then he chased the guy around and it was a whole thing. So he got he got, a, he got in prison for that. Um, and then after that, they were both in and out of jail for various reasons, like either DUIs or my dad did drugs. So things like that. Or my mom would, you know, like fraud or selling, you know, like, Things that she would get from like a rena center, she'd sell it to a pawn shop, so or bad checks, yeah, things like that. And we were in and out of different hotels, motels, trailer parks, all the way up until I was in eighth grade. And that's when we actually had like our first house. And so then we've been living there ever since I, since today, actually. So since eighth grade, I'm living in the house that I've lived in ever since, and. Last year, I bought it. Okay. Wow. So that's, I refused to leave without buying it. <laughs> your parents so. are still together. Yes. Through all of that. What yeah. changed when you went to eighth grade that they were able to finally get a house? Um, honestly, Polk County is old school. I'm, my parents are an interracial couple. Okay. And so we, the last place we lived before this house that we were living in was a duplex. And they were evicted. And we were staying in a hotel, and we couldn't find anywhere that would rent to my parents because they were unmarried, interracial couple with a mixed kid. Okay. And Mr. Fields, Robert Fields' dad, was working outside of a house in North Lakeland. Me and my dad were in a van and, like, driving around looking for places for rent. Literally, I'm a seventh grader at this time, seventh, eighth grader. My dad's, like, stops, and he's like, that's a nice house. Be nice if you live there. He stopped and just was like, hey, like, what's up with this house? And Mr. Fields had been, like, working on it. He was a carpenter by trade. And his son or um, his, like, nephew or something was in jail. And he usually would stay there. And he was just working on it. And so he was away for a while because he was in jail. And he's like, you know, they just struck up a conversation. And next thing you know, we moved in. We were there for years and years and years. Uh, every year, Mr. Fields and his wife, his late wife, would, uh, for Christmas, lower our rent. And so, for the last, I don't know, like six, seven years, our rent was like $650. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. He paid for college textbooks. Um, he has photos of me on his walls. He was at my wedding. That's awesome. And so, and then his promise to me when I, he's like, if you go to college, do your thing. I'll let you buy the house. And we got a deal. Very good deal. So so we're, we're really young and we have a we bought a house at twenty-four. 
Are your parents still live with you? Yep, my parents live with us, and I refuse to allow my mom to work. Okay. She takes care of the house. She cooks, cleans. That's her job. And I take care of them. My, I don't take any money from them. Don't take rent. They keep all of their money, 100%. And my husband and I pay all the bills. I got them cars. And I just kind of spoil them because they got their lives turned around to take care of me. Yeah. They put me in all the good schools that they could. Um, I would stay at my grandma's. And so so I could go to school in South Lakeland. I went to Carlton Palmore. Went to Lawton Childs. Yeah. And then I went to Summerlin Military Academy, uh, so all the magnet schools, because I was going to, my plan was to go into the military, because my cousins are in the um, Navy. I never thought I'd actually go to college, honestly. I never thought I'd actually get in, because I was like a CD student, because I was working. Yeah, so started... you're super smart. I, I mean, yeah. I, we know each other personally, so I can speak. Yeah, yeah, I, like, I was always, like, reading books and, like, I'm really logical and I'm really fascinated by stuff. And so, like, I kind of obsess and, like, want to learn everything you can learn about every topic. Mm -hmm. Like, I come across. But I was so focused on working. So as soon as I was old enough, I was trying to get a job at 14. Yeah. And so at 15, when my parents let me get a job, I worked two jobs in high school. Wow. Because why not? Yeah. Plus volunteer. Wow. Like, every day at the Salvation Army, which is where I got my taste of no. nonprofit work. Yeah. Yeah, cool. So I kind of fell into it. So wait, I mean, <laughs> we're not, I don't even know where to get to today. Where, where did this crazy drive come from? Um, honestly, my dad. My dad, growing up, was always the black sheep of the family. My mom too, but my dad really like. His mom was, you know, she did drugs. She was on crack, and his dad was abusive and an alcoholic, and they were from Alabama. Both my parents were born in Alabama. Mm -hmm. And so it, he, they were the black sheeps because all of their cousins, uncles, aunts were lawyers, doctors, judges. We've got a judge. And then you've got, you know, my dad and my grandma mm -hmm. who were by a circumstance fell into the wrong life. Um, she, my grandma turned her life around and stopped smoking, stopped doing, stopped running the streets became a church lady. So when I was born, like she'd take me to Sunday school every Sunday. And my dad, he was just, he just worked. He was a workaholic. He went from, you know, drugs and the hard life to being obsessed with work and making sure that we could survive. What did he do mostly? So he's a, his trade is like cook. He's been a cook his whole life. Every Restaurant I could think of, Morrison's, uh, Finnegan's. Yeah. He was the uh, kitchen manager from Beef O'Brady's. He opened up Winged House when it first opened up with Kerr. He then went to Mojo's and he worked there. He built the kitchen there, designed it. He wow. he won King of the Wings with Lakeland Chamber for how many years with his wing sauce? Um, but that's what he's been doing. Is that and my mom? She tried to work, but she has some issues with authority and she doesn't work well with being told what to do <laughs> so she never worked never works out so as soon as I was like working I did my first full-time job after high school I worked at Geico I was like stop working just stop I'll take care of you and they never asked me for anything they still don't ask me for anything but I just I don't know my love language is giving and so I'm and it hurts me <laughs> it bites me in the butt but yeah so as far as drive like my dad always tells me like don't be the don't be the sheep always be the wolf that's like the thing he's told me my whole life wow is and that kind of can hurt me too and we were you know talking yeah. earlier about me being so laser focused on the end goal because I want to be better than everyone all the time anywhere it's, it's it's that do you feel a need to prove yourself yes yeah 100 percent. i i'm very aware of where it comes from yeah my cousin and i were the only kids in our family we were the only mixed kids too so we just so happened <laughs> that way and he it was always a competition because i didn't i'm an only child he's also an only child so we were by trade the ones that were always together and we it was just constant competition between my mom and his mom, Bonds. Um, whose kids better? My parents were super strict. It was school, work, and home. Whenever I was able to do that stuff, I didn't do after school stuff. 
I didn't go to a wake camp. I didn't spend a night with anybody. I didn't have sleepovers. I didn't go to birthday parties. Boy. I went to maybe... Strict. Very strict. Yeah. I never had anyone sleep over until my senior year. But that's okay, because it's a pain in the butt. But it's... <laughs> and part of that's because of, like, one, I was embarrassed by my child, like, my life. Because I went to all these good schools with all these rich kids, and I was not. And so everyone thought that I had money because I was working. But I'm like, no, I'm just surviving, chilling, hmm. you know? And but so, you've, so you you recognize it, though, that yeah. there is a clear drive yeah. fueled by your history. Yeah, I, it's like I want to prove everyone wrong, like, oh, I can do this and it always comes up because like for example my in-laws so my mother-in-law she is a love her to death but sometimes people can be emotionally abusive when they don't intend to and one of the things that she does is like she'll belittle you or talk down to you in an effort to get you to do better Mm. one of the things that we struggle with with her is that my husband's little brother, my brother-in-law, he just graduated from USF. I'm still in school. I go to school full-time, plus work full-time, plus every other thing that I do. But that's not good enough for her because I'm still in school. Or her son, my husband, doesn't go to school. And so whenever we have conversations, she's just like, to Joshua, my brother-in-law, you don't want to be like them. They haven't done anything. Why would you want to take advice from people like them? like dude that's kind of hurtful and and it's this like perpetual cycle of she probably doesn't hear herself she doesn't she doesn't get it just it's not ill-intentioned yeah it's just one it's a language barrier because she she, her first language is creole and she you know doesn't understand the weight of her words and so for me i'm the kind of person where like i'm not going to take that i'm gonna walk away yeah same with my husband, but imagine that every day for your entire life. That's rough. Of like you're not you're not good enough if you don't do this, or you were born in America, you already have a silver spoon in your mouth. You're lucky you don't have to struggle like me, uh, immigrant. No, I didn't have to deal with that because I'm my parents were from here. I'm from here. We're American, but um, there was a constant comparison between my cousin or my family members that weren't around here that were always like, oh. Ernest, my dad, like y'all black sheep, y'all are the ones that are whatever. I always call it like it's this, this is this, I'm not gonna say the word because it's a directive word, but it's like when you're a person of color and you have and you buy a lot of things like big rims or gold chains because you don't have anything. And so that's your version of having showing off being rich, right? My parents do that. A lot of my family members do that. And so, although they don't have money, you wouldn't think so because they've got rims on their car. Yeah. And so, that was, like, their thing. For me, I'm very conservative. (laughs) Where I'm like, I'd rather have a house than rims. Or I'd rather have electricity than jewelry. So, I don't know how we got here. (laughs) I'm very fascinating. (laughs) I think you've set the biggest um, picture of any guest. I think we know who you are. I mean, which is, because we're going to ask you questions now. Yeah pertaining to what we're interested in. Mm-hmm. We want those questions to come from someone that we kind of have an idea about where they came from. So real quick, just some uh, ancillary things. The husband, agent, what does he do? My husband's 25. He works in IT. IT, okay. Mm-hmm. And then um, what sign are you? I'm an Aries. Okay. Do you well, believe in that stuff? Or? 100%. I hyper-identify with my sign. Okay. And then what's an Enneagram type? Do you know if you're like introverted, extroverted? I am... An extrovert, but I believe I'm an introvert. Okay. Interesting. interesting. And you're you're an only child. I am an only child. Technically, I had a little brother. He passed away a month after he was born in 2002. So I was only a few years old, didn't know him. I remember very vaguely. Um, but so technically, I claim that I'm an only child. Okay. And then the, you did talk about a cousin that you seem close to, or at least identify mm-hmm. with him. Is that like a brother? Or not? Yes, he's okay. like he's like my brother. He's we grew up like we were brother and sister. Okay. So it doesn't sound like you didn't touch on one industry that was tipping, except for your your dad who worked in kitchens. That's not necessarily a tip, but at least he's he's connected very tightly to a tipped industry. Um so growing up, 
Do you remember, did you go out very much? Did, was it takeout? Did you guys ever go out to eat? No. No. If going out is like Golden Corral. Okay. Even today. Like, Golden Corral was like the spots. Okay. <laughs> you know? Or it used to be called Ryan's. Yeah. But the role, like, they had a really good dinner. Oh, yeah. Easter yeah. 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 But it was a lot of my mom, when she did work, she worked in fast food, like McDonald's, Burger King. Yeah. Um. So it was a lot of that world, but not really eating out now. No. But you didn't really grow. It's a, pretty much anyone that we've talked to so far has some basis for what they think tips should be. Mm-hmm. And it's anywhere between 10 and 25%, which they think is customary. Doesn't sound like you had a basis at all, really. Not as a child, no. But as I've gotten into my adulthood and like go out to eat with my family, it's very interesting how my say my mom's view i've never seen my dad tip anywhere before i've never seen him buy a meal before honestly my mom my mom does all the transactions okay. <laughs> but it's it's very it's very uh controversial in my family okay so tipping is very controversial so i mean interesting i'm, I'm interested I, I i i have a biased stereotypical answer but i mean what is what does your mom generally do? And then what's your perspective on that? Yeah, so my mom basically bases the tip off of where she is. Okay. Not like a percentage because we don't do math. Standard tip is like three dollars. Okay. Anywhere she's going. If we go out to eat with my aunt, who's very tip snob, she will pre-calculate everyone's tips for you as soon as she gets the bill. Oh dear lord. Yes, and she does mental math, so she'll just automatically know she's like, Oh, you need to do this much. Yes. And my mom's like, what? But then again, my mom doesn't have a job. So the money that she has, she's like, okay, well, I only have this amount of money. Like, and so it's hard for her because, so I typically pay for dinner and just have my mom tip, which can bite you in the butt if you yeah. don't want to leave a good tip. So, um, so her tip is generally just $3 if she thinks. Three to of, five. If, the, if there should be a tip, it's a three to five dollar tip, regardless of it's a, a percentage. If, if it's a small service or if it's a larger party type service. If she's around someone who makes it, who comments on her small tip, she will leave more. Okay. But only in an, in an act of embarrassment. Oh. Now, when you and your husband, do you, do you and your husband go out to eat? It's not, yeah. I don't know where you have time in the day for, for anything. Stuff. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we okay. do. So when you do go out to eat? I am a little bit like my mom, a little bit of a way. When it comes to, depends on where I'm at. Depends on how much of a percentage I tip. And also calculated that based off of service. So it's very complicated in my head. But if I'm at Golden Corral, I'm less likely to leave like a 20-something percent tip Versus if I'm at, um, I don't know, like Longhorn. Versus if I'm at Harry's. Well, let's yeah. break it down. So, um, mm-hmm. so you've brought up Golden Corral a couple times, and we really haven't gotten into the phase. It, it's sort of similar to some of the stuff we talked about. Yeah. But um, so let's say let's Longhorn's easy enough, right? Mm-hmm. You and your husband go out and you get a sixty dollar meal at Longhorn. Is do you have a number in your head before you yep. sit down, or is it all based on the service and everything else? So typically, I start at eighteen percent. Okay. Anywhere I go. Okay. Unless they have the pre-calculated tips on the receipt and it starts at 20-something percent, then I go based on that. But if they don't, then I'm like, okay, we're going to do 18% unless it's, like, really, really, really good. And then I'll just add whatever random, eat, like, make it an even amount because I hate change. Uh, if it's cash, we're apt to leave a 10 or 20 if it's a small bill. Okay. I've, I've never tipped more than 20 bucks, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, yeah. My husband could care less what we tip he doesn't think about it so he just does whatever i tell him to tip interesting would he so, be embarrassed if it wasn't a tip? he wouldn't care he wouldn't care he's very passive he could care less <laughs> if, if he could get away with just walking out i mean I, jokingly he'd probably be like yeah you know funny because you know his family so yeah. it's funny so why do you tip approximately 20 percent when you know you're you, you come from your mom who has a flat rate of uh you know three to five dollars where where did it what taught you the difference or where did that come from uh embarrassment okay honestly uh Was because it it's just like in general like i would never want to like leave anything less than that and then just think when i'm walking away that's so embarrassing they're gonna like not get it because i have money I want to make sure that, like, at least I'm decent. I don't have a lot of money because I pay for, I keep, take care of four people in a household. Mm-hmm. But I never want 
to ruin someone's day or not respect the work that they're doing. There is a conversation when we're talking about buffets. So the thing that my mom and my aunt do is that they're like, okay, I know this at this place, the servers or waiters make this much money. So that's going to factor into their tip. So Golden Corral, they make an hourly wage versus some restaurants, if they're a waitress, they only make like time, like five something or six something. Yeah, a lower, a lower hourly rate and then they get a tip. Some places they get a, a normal rate. For sure. And then you get tipped on top of that. So my they take that into account too. So if you are happen to be able, if, if they happen to make a regular wage, if they know, then they'll give them a lesser tip. Okay. Huh. I mean, and, and do you like, so you're on, let's say Golden Crow pays the minimum right now, which is 12, yeah. right? Yeah. Do you then tip Golden Crow 5%, 10%, 3 to $5? Three to five dollars. Three to five dollars. Yeah. Okay. And is that for, is that for you and your husband? What if there were more people? If it's like usually when we go to go to crowd, it's um, three people in the party every time. Me and my mom, my aunt, my husband doesn't really go out unless it's just me and him. Okay. He's antisocial. <laughs> so, so usually if it's three of us, then it's like a seven dollar tip for the table okay. at a golden crowd. Okay. So you're you're talking approximately two to three dollars per person. So it's more mm-hmm. of a per person. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, how do you think that that tip gets divided? To the waiter or waitress? Is, is that what you think? Does it go specifically to the one waiter? That's the assumption. Okay. I know there's restaurants where there's tip share. Yeah. But, and this is where it's kind of like, I always tell them, like, you never know because you don't actually work here. But I don't typically pay the tip, so I don't complain either because I pay the bill. Right. Versus paying the tip. So there's a, we're, we're both employers um, at least to some extent, um, there's something that I had brought up that I think should be interested to talk to about where if you actually kind of calculate tables per hour in hourly wage, and you can kind of sort of figure out what a person might make per shift. So if you know someone makes $5 an hour and you can see that they have five tables and that they can turn the tables every hour for eight hours, they might get 40 tables, right? So mm-hmm. 40 tables times three, it's $120 plus the wage. If they do worse than that, better than that, more tables, less tables, you can start to try to figure out their wage. Mm-hmm. And if you try to fit into the to the money amount that you think that they deserve, if it's a fixed amount, I think that there's a case for that. And what I just said was a lot of tables. I think most most servers in the night, if you get 20 to 25 tables, that was a busy night. Mm-hmm. But if you can break it down by 20 to 25 tables per night, and if I tip $10, then you know everybody tips $10, they're going to make $200. Right. And it's it's my first job. Was Papa John's. I was a manager at Papa John's at 16. 16. Okay. Yes. Yeah. It's not a thing, but it was a thing. <laughs> and so my first experience with working with people who get tips were delivery drivers and working in the front register. So I know, based on my experience at my specific store and my set of my, my environment, our drivers, they had a lot of money, mm-hmm. right? But I also know that it's all dependent on how many other drivers are working, how many orders they've got, and mm-hmm. depending on the area that you're working in. we've I've seen them go to big businesses and deliver orders, and they don't tip. Mm-hmm. Like very well-known, reputable com- corporations locally that will not tip a driver. So that's where I kind of like, okay, I, I want to make sure that they're going to get a tip anyways, even if it's good or bad service. I've never not tipped anyone at a restaurant. Mm-hmm. I've never not tipped before, but not at a restaurant. Now, um, getting back into, you asked me about takeout earlier in the week. Um, t- I think takeout and buffets are similar. I think people are probably more prone to tip buffets on their takeout. But generally, the 5 to 10%, my ex-wife did uh, did a takeout for quite a while. So mm-hmm. she might have three, four hundred dollar orders. So if she was going to make thirty or forty dollars, that would make her morning shift. Uh, but but for what it's worth, takeouts can be very easy and very kind of um, quick. And they can also be you can this was the olive garden. So you can be doing place settings for 15 people, the salad plates and right. the toppings on the side and then the different dishes with the different cheeses and stuff like that and grinding cheese. So putting together a takeout can take you 30 minutes right. to do so. If you have a four hundred dollar order and you're hoping for ten percent and you get stiffed, it's a big deal. Those people feel it pretty badly too. Now, obviously, there's a lot of different types of takeout. That's kind of one of the more—it's um, almost catering, right? At yeah. That point. Um, 
but I do think that like on the lower ends of service and we're talking about even like the Jersey mics and stuff like that, you know, where they're just prepping your sandwich. I think that that's basically the customer is more to five, five to 10%. Yeah. Even though the tablet's asking you for 15 to 20% a lot of time, I do think that the, the five to 10%, at least when I was doing it, was more of the average customary mm -hmm. type tip. So if a takeout person did 500 sales and made $50, they were perfectly happy with that. Um, where if a server did 500 sales, they'd want about 80 to to $100. They're looking for that, you know, 18 to 20%. Right. So that, that was kind mm -hmm. of what I saw when I was serving and, and seeing the takeout. But the, the buffet is interesting because, I mean, it really is just, a you know, 20 people, you know, doing the food and then picking up the dishes and then, mm -hmm. you know, giving you cups. You don't even, you know, they don't even help you get the drinks and then yeah. cleaning up your mouth. I haven't been there in ages, so I don't even know. But do they come to the table? Yeah, yeah. They, okay. they, they come to the table. They, they bring you your silverware. They fill your drinks. They take your plates. They, you know, they talk to you they carry on conversation okay uh, my brother-in-law um worked at carabas author college and his um girlfriend his college girlfriend um worked at hooters oh we gotta get her and oh no nope. with her nope. nope okay college girlfriend <laughs> it's one and only all right <laughs> you made it out of college other girlfriend <laughs> um but it's it's interesting whenever we talk about money and tipping and things with them or him because my in-laws are from a very different tax bracket very different so i married well yeah. um, yes and <laughs> it's they every wednesday night we have a family night and they always get by by dinner and it's always like hundreds of dollars every every week and I'll tip crazy if I if I'm picking up the order yeah. and I've got their card. I'm like, <laughs> I, I I went to Harry's one night and I told the girl, I was like, well, how much do you want to get tipped? Yeah. Which is kind of demeaning yeah. if you think about it. Like, yeah, I'm like and I didn't think about it until after the fact. But I'm like, but baller. Yeah. And so I gave her like, I don't know. She's like, I don't know, like twenty five. I'm like, that's it, okay. So I gave her like thirty dollars or something. Just for you know, doing a takeout mm -hmm. on a two two hundred two fifty order. Okay. Um, but they're it's always interesting because they're I want to talk about privilege, but <laughs> but um, their opinions are very different. Or their experiences are very different as well because it's like chump change. You know, it's like oh well, that's it. Like they don't yeah. care. My brother in law is twenty two and he paid for a five hundred dollar order the other day. Like. <laughs> do you think that they fit better or worse than you? I think that they they can fit better, but do they tip better because my father-in-law is in the service industry. What does he do? So he is a general manager of a hotel, but he also has worked in um restaurants. Okay. I'm trying to think of the right a long time. Yeah, it was a long time before he went to the hotel business. Yeah. I'm trying to think of the restaurant and software that he used to work at like Bernie Max or something, something Max. Louis. Louis Max. Yeah, he 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 was used to be a GM of Louis Max, and mm -hmm. so he's got real empathy for the servers. Yes, he's very hyper aware of that and his image. Yeah. So well, he yeah. will not, not the not is a big well. thing, right? This is the per, the professional athletes. They're 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 kind of haunted by this, where you know they're out and they're tipping someone. Mm -hmm. You know, someone can post their tip online, and yeah. it doesn't look. Um, generous, then a lot of people will tear him down because they know, mm -hmm. like, you made $20 million last year or something crazy, and you, you can only leave a 15% tip for a $100 tab. Like, right. what's going on with you? Um, well, think about like drinks. Um, I was just having this conversation earlier before I came here, thinking about what we were, I was going to say. And I was asking my coworker, I'm like, well, if, if you go out to a bar and you get one drink, what are you tipping on one drink? I've, I've tipped anywhere from a dollar a drink to $3 a drink, depends on how drunk I am <laughs> but or like what type of place I'm at it's like a you know just really depends. yeah well and I I was seeing about that the other day as well it's it is a little crazy with drinks because they have gotten so expensive mm -hmm. and yet the alcohol drink. hasn't and this is eight dollars now right and do Coffee. you okay right you have a Starbucks cup in front of you mm -hmm. and it is a specialty drink mm -hmm. um see we are old we just drink coffee concord black <laughs> but you have a specialty drink and so that's an eight dollar 
drink, what do you tip? Nothing. Nothing. Terrible. Is it? I, we, I think no. it's. I think it's terrible, but I don't Why? care. Only because I know the hourly wage of Starbucks, and I know that they're boycotting right now. But now if I go to a mom and pop shop like a Concord or a Mitchell's or um, Black and Broom, I will tip. Really? I always tip whatever. Yes, I it's I will not tip Starbucks or Dunkin' Donuts actually, but I will tip local coffee shops. That's what every time I always do the. I think whatever. I have a higher opinion of you at this moment than what we started with. <laughs> so, so my, I, I don't I don't try to take my kids to places like that. I would rather take them to black. Yeah. But but I mean the workers there generally I think paid approximately the same and they're from the same pool of kind of people. Can, world, yeah. Right? So well, I mean I feel like you're only hurting the people that are working there. Not necessarily the companies that we're kind of rebelling against. Because well, uh, Starbucks they have benefits, yeah. right? I think I mean I don't think uh, the mom and pop. That's a really it's a really valid point though, because it's not necessarily that it's because it's Starbucks or it's because it's Dunkin' Donuts that I don't tip them. It's because I know that they're going to have more opportunity to get tips versus a local shop. Hmm. Um, that's fair. I think that the five three to five dollars I spent on my um, better tasting coffee at a local place. It, and the tips I put on that is going to mean more. Um, specifically, like Mitchell's, they do a student discount. So if you go to any of the local colleges, they and their coffee's already only like three dollars. Yeah. Like, plus they're giving you a discount. Yeah. I go crazy there. So you said something that I, I meant to touch on earlier, but I think it's a really interesting thing, and I think it more people need to be aware of it. It's you said opportunity, and I think Black and Brew is a pretty popular place. So mm-hmm. maybe they, they're not even out for this, and kind of, they're 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 doing plenty. But but you're right. Maybe Starbucks does have a, a a larger quantity daily. But when you're sitting down at a restaurant, it's a real thing that I do. If I'm sitting down on a Tuesday night or something, and I'm at I'm there prime time hour, and they've got one table, mm-hmm. three or four of those tables are empty. I am significantly over tipping because I'm imagining what they're making that night, and I know that because they don't have the customers there, that. If I don't compensate for it, they're going to make less than they less than they, they would even be okay with. See, I do that. I, I don't because I, I have never been in the industry. So I have zero clue about what that person think, makes. Think of it like this. So I do that, but in so many other avenues too. So I will go to a random theme park on a random day and I'm standing in line and I'm literally sitting there like, there's this many people in line. And this is how much a ticket costs. Mm-hmm. And this is how big the park is. They're making this amount of money. This is why I work in finance. <laughs> but I do that with a lot of things. And I do that with restaurants. So if, if it's because, and I, it's just, but it's not, I'm not doing it consciously though. Yeah. It just kind of, I'm sitting there, my mind's just racing and I'm thinking about it. And I'm like, hmm, well, you have like no business tonight. Let me bless you and give you more. On the other end of the spectrum, I never, tip badly but my worst tips will come from busy servers that i know like doesn't matter right you know on nights where they're making yeah. a ton of money it's like you gave me bad service i i i will be willing to give you a, a moderate to poor tip tonight because i know it doesn't matter to you it does make a difference in my head i do factor in the overall like i, I have an approximate idea of what you're going to make tonight and I, i'm more willing to slight you a little bit because you know you didn't do a good job but also like it's, it's, you're not going to miss it tonight. Where even if someone does a poor job, if I think they're going to miss it, it factors into my decision. Yeah. Really? It does. Even if they're terrible? Yeah. I, I mean, okay. I, well, I, there's, a there's, there's a line. Yeah. It's, you, you can either be just bad because you're just not good at your job, and then you can just be blatantly just disrespectful. I've had mean, rude servers before. Yeah. And when they're when they're like mean to you, would you still tip them? I don't know that anyone's ever mean to me. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I. It's true. Yeah, people are generally pretty nice to me, um, I, and I don't know if that's fair, but. But that's but that that's your experience. Yeah, and it's not fair. So something we haven't gotten into minorities and bias. I was about to say we're going to go there. Like I don't know if you want to go there, but it's a <laughs> it's a thing. Obviously, if a black person is serving a white person, and vice versa, and all sorts of different variations mm-hmm. of different minor, minorities doing it. Um, for what it's worth, we I, I I look Italian. I'm plainly white, like as far as where I come from and who I am. Um, you know, so 
but I think I come off as an intelligent, higher end person. So people generally treat me with respect, whether or not I deserve it. I am routinely not respected at nice restaurants. Really? No. But well, shame it, on those people. It could be it could be in anything. They could I've I've had uh, waiters assume, you know, that I don't have enough money to be there. Mm-hmm. And I've had I remember I went to a really I very naive. I went to my husband and I went to a really nice like restaurant like a year a couple of years ago. Our, was like for Valentine's Day or something. I think it was like a Charlie's actually. You know, it's it's alright. And I remember the waiter or the host that was the host that brought us to the table. He walks us back and he's like, "Are you sure?" <laughs> Are you're you supposed kidding to be yeah, and i was like and I, with the and I thought he was just joking and i'm like huh. sure and we sit down and the waiter comes and the you know the, everyone always jokes about age like you know when they give you the drink menu but i'm 25 you know and so but just, you do look like you're like 16. i mean yeah i guess but <laughs> but it's for me it's all about tone and like body language and so when they come up to you and they and you know you ask for a drink menu and they're like are you sure you're old enough for that and i'm like i, I don't do well with humor when it's when i'm the subject matter of the joke you don't like to be laughed at no and it's it comes with my background like i just sure. i don't like i want to be taken seriously trying to control and, you know and so when you're like i don't know it just always triggers me when people do that at a restaurant or anywhere and for me it comes from like a belittlement i've always been the youngest person anywhere i'm at because of my drive yeah and so it, it's almost like because i'm so used to people being like are you sure that you're old enough to be here or like yeah and so that just triggers me gotcha so anyway so that will make me like walk out or not to did you walk out no Okay. Enjoyed a nice steak. I ate the food. It was a it was a long wait for that Charlie's, you know, that fifty dollar little piece of steak and little spoonful of mashed potatoes. (laughs) I will say, I mean, hundred percent. If you're serving tables, you get servers that that you get people that are dramatic and negative all the time. That's people's natural before negativity, right? But you get a server that's serving twenty tables, and they get a black family that walks in that Mm -hmm. does not look like they have money. Mm Their demeanor changes. They don't do a good job. Everything changes, not for every server, not every time, but it's it's a big thing for real. So it, it's kind of, it, it's propelling a narrative that's already there, right? It happens constantly. My uncle does not tip. And, My and, dad's brother will not tip. And it ends up, and, and I'm not, I always say everybody is an Different. individual. They're not a rule, right? Everybody's an individual. And basically, you are going to tip based on where you came from, what your education says, and where your perspective is in that moment. Mm-hmm. And it is a real thing, though. Like, I mean, white people do it, too. But mm-hmm. but you you will you will absolutely get stiffed by the people you think that you're going to get stiffed by. Because you're going to give them that it, service. You, you, might, you might do that, too. You might get stiffed anyway. You might do great service and get yeah, stiffed anyway. Yeah, but you might be shooting yourself. And you might shoot yourself. You Also, the other, it goes the other way. You might, you might think you're not going to do it or not going to get something. Do a fine job and then get way more than you expected. Way more. It might be your best tip, too. But but it is a real thing, and and there is reason behind it. It's not it's not a false narrative. I, I will say from from serving for fifteen years or whatever, you know, there is a general rule, and it, it is not wrong a hundred percent of the time. You know what I mean? More often than not, it's it does shade that way, and it's unfortunate. But and it does propel a lot of people who are serving to do a much worse job on those tables. So it kind of, it, it, it just, it's a, it's a snowball effect, right? Like, so the people that, you know, probably need, you know, more effort and education are getting, you know, worse service and they're getting less, you know, less, less information than, than, than all the other people. So it, it's, it's one of those things that, and I don't, I haven't served in years now, but, but I, I would assume that it's still out there constantly. Like, I don't think that that's changed. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're telling, I mean, you're, you're pretty young, but you're telling us that you don't get treated the same every time you walk into a place. It's, it varies. It varies. And, and it's usually mostly like nicer places. It's usually nicer places. Um, I've never really been disrespected at a Waffle House. Well, that, that, that was the next question. Like, do, do you feel like you get disrespected more by white people? Or, or is it pretty consistent across the thing? In all honesty, like, I mean. It, it is. It is white people for the most part yeah. um but that's 
but that yeah that hurts my heart i had i have thoughts about that because i think that's a I'm, that's a humanity issue well i'm racially ambiguous so people assume immediately that i'm hispanic for the most part yeah, and could, so pass for but i could pass for yeah i have been called all kinds of things or yeah when i when, listen when i worked at Publix, people thought i was chinese so <laughs> but <laughs> i've been called indian <laughs> But no, I'm biracial. I'm black and white. And so usually the assumption is Hispanic. And so I immediately am treat. I've gotten people like change their like, you know, how someone doesn't speak your link another language. So they try to like, like, hi, how are like, yeah, yes. oh, yes. those I've I've been um, when I worked in the service industry, although it was not working in a restaurant, I worked um in the bakery at Publix I was a bagger at a point when I was in high school I worked at Papa John's where we could get we're not supposed to take tips at Publix but we did receive tips and majority of the time when I was at Publix the tips I got was because like oh you need this tips like I had a woman shove a a dollar in my shirt when I took her groceries to her car Oh, this just—I—I I just thought we were so, further along. Oh, no. Or like they speak to you in Spanish and they get mad that you don't speak Spanish. But I kind of live in a bubble. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. I and live two miles from here. For what it's worth, Stephanie's white, white, like. I am very white. Super white. Yeah. Like freckles, blue eyes. Yeah. <laughs> like I am. What? Yeah. Very, very generous and kind, but I mean, but, 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 you've yeah. had a certain life experience that most people. But have. I, I was raised poor, and I have a it's, very diverse. Yeah. Friendship. I mean, all of my friends, probably the majority of the friends I grew up with were of color. Yeah. And I was the opposite. I, all of I the people I was around poor, was white. To the poor public schools, I had a terrible education and I had to swim my way out of it, like literally. Literally, because yeah. you need to teach me how to swim too, by the way. I can't yeah. I can't swim. I mean, you got a teacher right there. But it it does break my heart because i guess i just wasn't i wasn't exposed to that so i i never treated anyone that way but yes i am naive to that being existing in the in the scenario of a um exchange of services yeah I think even it's, today it's constantly it really is mm-hmm. yeah well that just hurts my heart for our something humanity. that we do need and i don't know maybe you can help us something that we do need to research and i don't know the way to do it i don't know if it's an email campaign or a questionnaire but like we should have some base rules for a racist tip what what they think the customary tip is you know different uh income groups you know in yeah. different mm-hmm. areas of mm-hmm. different parts of the world because it, it's going to change drastically but but even more so than that i think it's more interesting to to get honest accounts and maybe they have to be anonymous but honest accounts from servers about like what they think that people are going to tip you know right you know, what do they think the best races are for tipping? What do they think the worst ones? Uh, what What are the best indicators? You know, if it's clothes or if it's a watch or something like that. Because all these things, honestly, like you look at everything. You judge everything when someone walks in the door, when they sit down and how they treat you in the first sentence. It's all part of how you're going to treat that person and how hard you're going to try, for the most part, generally for servers. There's also the reverse. I've seen people that I'm out with judge the waiter or waitress. For sure. Huh? And tip based off their race i i would i would be so you went into something you need this more than i do and that's a that's a server green by the way so a lot of times when, <laughs> when servers get tipped and they don't like the tip they imagine walking out to the car and handing the tip back and said i think you need because it's not big enough i didn't think you, it's, you didn't tip me enough i don't think that i you know you need this more than i do it's, it's something that we think to ourselves or here's your change back oh, i don't really? need your change no, for sure we imagine throwing the money back at people we do people we leaving change my mom tried to leave change as a tip yeah. once in my place to not do that oh my gosh but for real i have done that because <laughs> <laughs> i didn't have another dollar and i, I didn't want to leave you a gave 20. Him four quarters i sure did well, I mean, it depends I mean, on how much change. It depends on how much change. If it's just only, yeah, yeah, but like $5 and change? No, 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 no. But we like, never do that. But like, I legitimately, I think scenario might have been where it should have been like an $11 tip. And I didn't want to break the larger bill. Yeah. Like, or to ask for change because uh-huh. who knows when the lady was going to come back. That's something. So 
not to derail, but this is all derail. This is all podcast. <laughs> so when you give when you ha- are paying in cash and you give a waiter waitress your cash and they come back and they don't give you change. Okay. And they just they assume, take, they assume that's their tip. Like you give them a twenty for a twelve dollar tip for a twelve dollar bill. Yep. People have done that. Yes. For sure. All I, the time. I always have my change come back to me. Oh I'm like, no, no, you, you they, keep it. I left it there for you to keep. I've seen so personally, or like people in my party where they my mom my mom only uses cash, does not have a bank account. She only has cash. I love that. And so she, you know, counting out her ones in her twenties and whatever, and she gives them the change because she can't pay on a kiosk because she has to get change back to be a tip. They never come back with change. So she can't go to places that only take cards, like Black and Brew. She can't go to Happy Pass Delicious. Yes, they take cash. Concord only takes cards. Oh, that's what it is. Who? I knew there was somebody. Concord only card. Concord only takes cards? They just give me free coffee when I come in with cash. I didn't know that. Well, I Apple Pay everything. That makes sense. That's where Case is from. He gives me, he's nice to me. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, that's happened. Interesting. Okay, well, it's another layer. Something new. Did not realize people weren't getting their change. <laughs> well, there's three. Well, then it's embarrassing to ask for it. Yeah, the reason we need a psychologist is for a lot of these things. It's like how much, how much tip is going to be left if this is your bill versus how much change if you break a, a twenty versus a fifty versus a hundred. You know, what's the normal tip going to be, or what's the psychology for a black server and a white table, or a white server and a black table? It all changes, and all these things mm-hmm. I think. There's there's tons of information. I don't even know where to go about getting it, but I I think there's a real interesting um, psychology, you know, to to all of that. Yeah, and everyone has an opinion. Like if I go to Golden Corral and you and you pay with a card, they always ask you, "Do you want cash back for a tip?" Every time, really? religiously, every time you go to Golden Corral, okay. I've never not been asked that by the well, of course, not the, at the at the register. So they don't let you tip on the card. No. Okay. You can't tip on a card. So you can go to go to Prowl, you walk in, you first thing you do is you get a tray, you get your drink, and then you go to the register and you, and you pay for your party before you go and sit down and get your buffet. They've so, changed it, huh? So in that moment, you they ask you if you pay with a card, do you want cash back for a tip every time? I've never we go to Golden Crow like twice a week. It's really because <laughs> that's like so a never thing, like cash back on a bill. Because I've never seen a restaurant do cash. Back. Yep. So they they ask you every time, do you want cash back? And I don't tip at Golden Crow. I make my aunt, my mom tip, so I say no, and then they look at you kind of like hmm. really, yeah. And so it's always kind of like awkward where I'm like, so I always say, no, they're, they've got cash. Every time, no, they've got cash. Because I don't want them to think that I'm not going to tip. It's embarrassing. It is. And you don't want the expectation. Because again, you no. get treated different. Oh. If, somebody, if, you, if someone thinks you're going to tip them, you get treated yeah, different. Monday, I like left a place and <sighs> I, I thought I forgot to tip. And then I'm like watching my bank account. I'm like, please tell me I remembered to tip. And thank God I did. But. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm, I don't, but I have not been to a place that asks for, like, the Cash tip back, in advance. Because yeah. that's what it is. They're basically asking you, well, are that's you any time you get a in drink. advance of my service? But that's where you get, that's when you get drinks and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. like if you go to, like, any of the coffee shops or things like that, and you're paying for your order, you're yeah. tipping before, the, they've just took in your order, and I'm tipping someone to take my order? True. Like, what the heck? I thought about it, it that way. But I do, a new thing. I do leave a tip at Black & Brew, because there's usually food involved with the coffee, but if it is just coffee, I'm like, maybe a dollar. Maybe. It's always, like, so small, too. Like, if your order... The tip is like, I don't know, a dollar and some change. I'm just like, sure, whatever. Okay, so but like Chick-fil-A delivery in the app, do you leave a tip? Because it's Chick-fil-A, I don't want to like have... Oh, I don't like like, Chick-fil-A. Just say what you want. Okay. I've never done that. But I probably would tip Chick-fil-A just because it's Chick-fil-A. It's a brand. You're tipping a and that's And that's where the... Right? But if I get a DoorDash, I'm not tipping DoorDash. I'm not tipping DoorDash. I'm not tipping Uber Eats. You don't tip on DoorDash. No. no. Come for me. I, no, I wouldn't tip an Instacart. 
Well, yeah, they're shopping. I've boring. never done Instacart, so but honestly, I want yes. to get. I would. I think yes. I think I would tip an Instacarter just because they're going and walking around and like putting your order together, then loading it and unloading it. Yeah. But DoorDash, they're literally just grabbing a bag and putting oh, it in a car. Them, and though, at, um, they get paid so they, much. Yes. So I yes. I don't think they do. Okay, depends on the order. But my husband did DoorDash a little bit, like when he left Geico before he started working somewhere else, and it was like racks. Mm. Well, so I mean, money is relative, obviously. Yeah. What do you sure. What do you mean when a DoorDash person for an eight hour shift? What do you think that they they're making? I don't know. I guess I don't care enough to know. I mean, and that's you, the problem. You just said that you go, go to a theme park and you start. Yeah, to and, like, and I guess oh, that's the. I guess that's just interesting. It's like yeah. when it. I think it's because because I know delivery drivers. Like I'll always tip a delivery driver from a pizza place okay. because I work. But not DoorDash. But not DoorDash. It's really not. But I then again, the then again, I go into this whole like, well, then they're taking jobs from people. I do look at their car though, and I'm like, if it is beat up, I am gonna give you a f- solid five spot extra. Okay. Uh, See, I I would assume, I'm, and I'm not a hundred percent. I would say they make somewhere between eighty and one hundred fifty a shift, which and they're they're busting their butt for it. Right. They're driving. The, and driving all over. They're driving all over. But well, that's assuming it's their their job. Like some people just do it really randomly. But, but that's. They, but talking, then it's all assumption. This is all about value of a, of a person's time. Everything that we're talking about is value of a person's time. Whether sure. it's serving in a restaurant or serve, if someone works eight hours and we say that they're worth twelve dollars an hour after tips and everything, then that's kind of the value we're putting on that service. Mm. So I mean, someone working eight hours making 150 bucks, they're worth almost 20 dollars an hour, right? Um, I don't know what they make. I really, yeah. it's an interesting thing to know what they make. It's I, really I, random. Yeah. It's it's per delivery. Yeah. It's because you do the work that you want to do, and you pick the deliveries you want to take. Yep. So you can pick high dollar ones or low dollar ones, and you can choose your consistency. Um, I don't know how Uber Eats works, but I know how DoorDash works. I've done it. I can literally get something from across that gas station right there and bring it to you right here and make $15. It's just really random. It is random. It's, it's, there's you probably do the same thing and make $4 too. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. It's, so it's, it's, it's not standard. And then but, deliveries, can you do in an hour? And if you're making sure. $5 times four, then it's 20. If you're making $10 times four, it's 40. And obviously it all changes. Yeah. And I'm sure that their hours fluctuate greatly and one order can probably make their night. Yeah. But again, I'd be interested in what the median wage is for DoorDash. Or yeah, I wonder I wonder what their, because they do get a standard amount per yes. delivery plus the tip. Yep. And then, I mean, you still have to factor in gas and then yeah. knowledge of the cars and all sorts of stuff that mm-hmm. you're doing when you're doing that. But it's an interesting new thing, the the whole yeah. delivery culture, because now, I mean, the, those apps made, del- they made making money off of people driving their own cars a big thing. And, and, and the way that they do is by, by you put a tip in the app. I think I, not not that I'm sitting here thinking of, I think I kind of default into the whole Starbucks Dunkin' thing with DoorDash and Uber Eats where I want to take care of the um, person that's working at Marco's or wherever, even Papa John's, and give them delivery fee or whatever versus someone DoorDashing and then taking that delivery from them and then they're not getting it because the pizza places... For example, they do DoorDashes and Uber Eats, plus they have delivery drivers. Yeah. You know, and so what they I've, don't get to do both. So they're losing their, they're losing that. What I've noticed on the DoorDash thing, though, and I don't use it very frequently, <laughs> but the actual prices of items is higher than what it is on a, like, the physical location. Menu. They do that at lots of different things, like... Uh, Olive Garden in South Lakeland and Olive Garden in North Lakeland are different prices. I guess they can just do whatever they want. Yeah, the South Lakeland Olive Garden is um, cheaper than the North Lakeland Olive Garden. Huh. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. So we need we need experts on that. We need experts on, on delivery driving and, and the different. Yeah. Someone who's done Instagram. Someone knows that. DoorDash, give us a call. Well, we, we do. Like, it's so interesting because it's, 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 this is all new in the last five years. So do you think you are an average tipper or like generous i think i am when it's restaurants average if it's really good service then more so it's just do you tip when you get your hair done yes the one time i got my hair done (laughs) um 
when you I get come, your nails done? Yes, I tip on my nails. Um, how much do I tip? I tip like three to five dollars per person, depending on who, how many people did the services. Uh, on my eyebrows, I'll tip three to three or five dollars for eight dollar eyebrow waxing. I don't mind that because it's it's That's based fun. on the service. For me, it's very. If I, I had eyebrows, I would tip. <laughs> you build thick eyebrows. I pencil them in. Oh. Um, those are pencil eyebrows? Oh, yeah. So oh, I'm very good at them. I'm better. <laughs> um, so you would say you're, like, probably, you feel average tipper. Yeah. I'm not embarrassed about what I tip. Okay. Um, let's see. A couple of things we, we kind of generally ask um, is the, uh, I think you'd obviously tip someone in the right circumstance. Rightfully so, justified. Justified, way. yes. Yeah, because some people will get in here and they, they, they won't step anyone regardless of the situation. No, if if they're if they are mean, I will step them. Okay. Really? But I will tell them. I won't. I won't see. I the few times I have done it. Oh, to be a fly on the wall. I literally say, but that's that's when it comes to a manager conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, and so you're speaking to the manager. You're getting your meal comped or whatever or you know and it's like yeah you're a jerk bye but but here's the difference though i mean because i think that it's a different world if you go to a place and get bad service and you feel discriminated against how are you going to tip that person or if you just go to a restaurant and you think they did a shitty job because they're a stupid kid yeah that's different it's it's different i i've had whenever i experience service where it's like i feel neglected yes I will say something, not to not necessarily to them, but I will complain on them, like either to a manager or whoever, or another waiter, waitress, like, hey, you know, they're doing X, Y, Z, can you help me? And then the few times that that particular situation happens, they take over the table, yeah. or the, the manager takes over your table. I tip that person. Yeah. Or I've had service so bad before where someone else was helping the table and i tipped that person instead no if, if you want to know something interesting because i've been i've been the person that takes over tables more often than not i the, the, the tip will generally go back to the original server because it, it's like a brotherhood or you know or it's a partnership it's a family when you work at a restaurant you get mm-hmm. close to those people so you know their story fail well I, I'm, just, I'm just telling you the truth you, you know Little what they're sticks. going through you know they're having a good day or bad day yeah i know their family members so when someone singles them out and says this person's not taking care of you so i got i'll help them out they might do something else for them but generally that money will always go back to the original server because at the end we're basically a team yeah you know what i mean and, and not, not everyone not, not all the time but that's a general rule like we're, we're always going to try to help each other out and it's, you know, always blame the kitchen is something I like to do. Like, like we're always going to point to the person you can't see, and we're all together, and, it, and it's all trying to trick you into thinking, you know what I mean? Like, it's a big facade to try to get you through, right? That. Yeah, but it's the truth. <laughs> yeah, there's a new cookout back there. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't screw you over. There's no way I put it in medium. Well, the cook's just not good at his job. We'll get that right now for you. He's brand new. Oh, boy. Um, all right. So the the other one that we've been doing, I, I might have missed a couple. And Stephanie can go back, but uh, you're you're Jeff Bezos's uh, ex wife. All right. So you've got uh, what's the equivalent? So so a hundred dollars for me is like a million dollars for you. So like you literally, the money does not matter. Mm-hmm. Right? It, you could you could drop you could drop a million dollars and you wouldn't even know the difference. So. Um, you take your family, you do a $10,000 outing at a restaurant, uh, you, you get your own room and everything. Um, fantastic service by a, a couple of wonderful servers. What do you tip them? Oh, on a $10,000 On a $10,000 bill? bill and money is not, money doesn't affect you. Test my math here. Oh my gosh. What's that math? I don't know. Oh my gosh! It can be whatever you want. It, it, like, whatever you want if I was a, if I was a millionaire or billionaire, and no, I so the, again, let's go back to the question. Okay, yes, yes. You yes. you are not a millionaire. Yeah. A millionaire actually like money matters a little bit. You are stupid amount of you money. You are right? a trillionaire. The money yes. does not matter to you. It, it literally is not. It, it you won't miss it. Uh, I I would probably tip them a lot. Like. Say if it's ten thousand dollar and I've got money that doesn't matter, it's just like trash in a trash can. Sure. Each person like ten grand, sure. Throw rats because I like the attention. I'm an Aries. It's a cool. That's a cool thing. To do. I look cool and I want it on Instagram. Right. There you go. 
if I've got it, I've got it, and I want to throw bands and look and get that ooh ah effect. So that's a little bit of the family stuff that you don't do, but your family does do. Mm-hmm. If you had that much money, you would do. You yes. have the yes, you have the fancy car. Yeah. Yes, I would. If I yes, hundred percent. Okay, that's a good answer. All right, what what did we miss? We we didn't do so. I'm we sorry to step on you. We didn't do the fancy steakhouse. Yeah. Um. And I don't, I, I think that your answers are pretty consistent, but so we've got a question where you and your husband go out and it's a $60 meal at Longhorn and you get wonderful service. Mm-hmm. You were taking approximately like 20%, 20%, 20, okay. 20, 20, so they got never done more than 22. You were going to Charlie's Steakhouse in Tampa and the bill's $300. The service is just good enough where you don't call a manager over. What are you tipping? $300 tip or bill? Yes. Hmm. I'd probably do like, I don't know, I'd feel bad and awkward. And so I'd do like math and do whatever 20 something percent is. So you would tip $60 on bad service? If it's a place where people are going to look at me and be like, because I don't want to get judged. But it isn't, if it's, if it's, especially if it's, because of where if you came from, you're taking really good service, $12 to about the same amount of time, similar food, but uh, a different place that has more perceived value, you're tipping $60 to worse service. It's just an interesting thing to think about. And because you were saying flat fees, three to five dollars, I thought that you might go the other way at Charlie's Steakhouse and be like, just give him a tenner, something like that. You know, like they, they didn't really deserve it because that's the right tip. And I don't think I've said that before. The right tip is not to tip that much. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think I could do no, it. No, you've never the, said that. The right tip is to not tip that much. Hmm. The right tip is to value the person according to the time that they're spending. And again, if we take that Charlie's Steakhouse who's used to making $50 a table, we see you're gonna make four dollars tonight, but you did a horrible yeah. job of me. I think that you really deserve $150 tonight. So I'm gonna I'm gonna tip according to $150 for you making tonight, right? Like which is ten to twelve dollars. Right. So I mean it really has changed it, but nobody ever says I'm gonna tip less than 15% or 20%, which is 40 to 60 dollars. Hmm. I went to Dukes. Have you ever been to Dukes? I will not walk into Dukes. It's, it's Dukes. very gross. It's gross. But anyway. I've been once and never went back. Well, I the second time I almost went there, they had a new sign on their door that said no colors allowed. <laughs> and I walked in and it's a it's a gang thing. And I walked in and was like, <laughs> I made a joke. I was like, you can't colors aren't allowed in here. <laughs> and the girl was like, um <laughs> so, so I was like, never mind, this isn't meant for us. <laughs> <laughs> they should have phrased it better. That was a pretty poor. Well, I thought it, was, it just says no colors allowed, and so me like thinking like it's like to my husband like Sorry, you can't come in, buddy. <laughs> oh my god! But the girl was just like, uh, if, um, <laughs> yeah. Well, the service was weird, and the food's not great. Well, I love. Hooters. I do too. So, yes. and if anyone, if we start to release these and people are listening, we need Hooters girls and specifically girls that have been doing Hooters for years and hopefully have previous experience to yeah. compare to Hooters. Because I, I, I love going to Hooters. I do too. It's, they have great food, great service, great drinks that are. Well, and now this is the thing. Okay, so I actually, it was terrible food, terrible, the, it was loud just obnoxious it was not enjoyable i couldn't have a conversation i was there with my cousins and i'm like this is not fun mm-hmm. but you know anyway so we're there and i gave the girl a really good tip because even though the food was awful she was so cute and attentive and she came over like 15 times i actually was getting annoyed i'm like don't ask me annoying waiters is a whole thing she she tried she was young i mean she was clearly trying to be the best server and she did you know so here's a question and i mean i think this answer has to vary for so women hooters right like and we'll say heterosexual women to hooters girls do you do you think that you would give them more tips because of what they're doing because they're kind of physically putting themselves out there in an no. uncomfortable way? Do you think that that factors into your tip at all? No. no. Not at all? I don't even care what they're wearing. I don't either. Okay, I, I don't know. That, now, no. for men, so say the same normal tip for is 20%. What do you think a man's tip 
A regular normal guys. So like my husband will like tip the least amount because he doesn't want any the he doesn't want them to misconstrue it or think that he's trying to flirt up with them. He's scared. He's yes, yes. And so when we when we go to places like that, he I manage the transactions because he's like. Oh my gosh. So my son has grown up at Hooters going with his father and it used to piss me off so much taking my toddler <laughs> as bait to Hooters. But he loves it. So I love Hooters. Anyway, um yeah, he totally tips more just for the attention. So we're we're going to get an answer on this. We're going to try to what so what do you think it is? And the normal tip is 20% because that's roughly what Oh we're my god, at. I bet he does 25 to 30. What do you think a man generally tips a Hooters girl? Probably 25 to 30. Like you think, uh, think it's just a little bit more. That's just a little just, I don't think it's a whole bunch more because I think that Unless they're trying to like if impress drinking, their friends and drinking. It, and and also trying to make a move. Yeah. I think you tip more. Mm -hmm. It'd be interesting when they slide the number. How much does the tip increase? I've we go to Hooters a lot. Every Valentine's Day we go to Hooters. I know it's <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love Hooters. That's our thing. We go to a movie and we go to Hooters. And anytime I say that, people look at me crazy. Like you go to oh, Hooters. I, I would never but, suggest that in front of my in-laws. But I personally, I like Hooters. There. They have good food. I, we, yeah. my husband is really into sports. And so that's, but that's our thing. And, you know, this, you know, people will say like, oh, like the, like the waitresses that, you know, like Hooter girls, whatever, stereotypically, they always like focus on the guy. Yeah. Oh, for sure. You know, I have legitimately I've, been the one paying. And the, I've never had that happen. Oh my God. It happens every time I go. And they're like, they're, they don't even want to make, I have them flirt with me. Like, Mean, but they don't even they don't, my husband's very like closed off though he's very like just in his phone like or watching sports and ignoring he doesn't conversate with them i order for him oh because he will not talk to them he does not talk to women my husband's a special man, so. he, yeah he does not talk to women yeah. so for me like i've had waitresses like 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 hi like, you have to understand they're used to that every table who do i focus on to try to get the, get the tip, right i must be like really unapproachable i haven't been the hooters so long. are you closed off stuff no <laughs> no no because you're a good time i think that <laughs> you're a good time <laughs> so but well, i don't know uh, i wish i wish they were more attentive to me though because i'm i'm the one who wanted to go not my husband not my kids but my kids are uh, awkward the teenager not because he was the one who's grown up there but my 20 year old stepson so awkward when we go there. He doesn't know where to look. It's you don't want to offend anybody or make anyone mad or oh, like getting something or like or getting yeah. too excited. <laughs> What's your star sign? Sagittarius. Or, um Peter Pan. Hey, Scorpio. Oh. My husband's a Gemini Cancer cusp. Okay. So it's Gemini Cancer. I don't know anything about signs. Oh. We need a podcast with someone that knows all about signs. Okay. And, and can tell us why. I think that apothecary lady, the in core, we could get her. Uh name. We need to ask. Okay. Yeah, I mean we need we need to get really weird with it sometimes too. Wouldn't that be really weird? Just have a whole really podcast. Weird yeah. yeah. Okay. For sure. Well, thank you for coming and being our guest. We, I, I mean, we've gone quite. This has been Tipping the Galaxy with Tony Agnello and Stephanie Hoskins, featuring Ashley Lyons.